Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Coming up on NBA Today, the Lakers, they have locked in at least a play-in spot. What LeBron did that had his teammates calling him the GOAT afterwards, we're going to explain. And sticking in the West here, Michael Malone, he had some very interesting comments after the Nuggets' worst loss of the season. And did you see what John Morant did? Plus, Doc Rivers, he had this to say after Embiid's 52-piece wing dinner extras crispy perk. Is this you out here? Oh. <laughs> when it comes down to the MVP right now, and we only have about a week left into the season, I have a vote, and it is going to Giannis Antetokounmpo. We still standing on it, Perk? Yeah, yeah. Which way is the wind blowing today? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm standing. Oh, we're I'm standing, standing on, on it. it. It's, <laughs> not, it's not loud, and I'm not proud. <laughs> Standing on. Sometimes you don't have to be the loudest yeah, in the yeah. practice. There's the wind blowing. Yeah. You. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Kendrick Perkins, Ramona Shelburne, Malika Andrews, Chanae Agumake. That was 48 hours ago, yeah. Perk. Some MVP performances, though, that yeah. went down last night. Let's take a look at one from Joel Embiid against the Celtics. The Celtics were a little bit shorthanded. No Jalen Brown in this one. No Robert Williams. But Joel Embiid, he showed up and he showed out. So we're picking this up with just under eight minutes left to play here. Sixers down by two, but not for long today. That is the danger zone right there. High free throw line getting to the elbow for Joel Embiid. He is money from that angle. And then next possession, once again, James Harden dishing it out to the perimeter, looking for Joel Embiid. Too small. Too small. <laughs> we love this shot. The midi. And he just makes it look so easy, so yep. effortless. So that tied the game. At this point, Boston up four. And this is the most lethal play in basketball, the Joel Embiid, James Harden pick and roll. Yep. You got to love it. And where are you? Like, no one was following. Not exactly like, rolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a pick and pop. All the same action. What were you saying about their two-man game? Uh, it's money and one son right there. And one son. <laughs> MVP signs are up. What are hitting those? God. It's unreal. But watch this. P.J. Tucker in the corner. Great awareness. Everyone's keyed in on Joel Embiid. <laughs> He's smart enough to find the corner shot, which is the best three-point shot. And guess what? This guy, he plays with competitive yep. fire. Gotta love P.J. Tucker. And when it mattered the most, he struggled a little bit early, but in the fourth quarter, he could not miss He doesn't from run the from the smoke. And the threat of him there allows Joel Embiid to get straight to the hoop on this one. Like what? Come on. <laughs> this was a very statement. Often, by the way. Joel going to work over Grant Williams. Dishes it out to the corner. P.J. Tucker thinks twice. You know that's good. The Sixers, they roll in this one, 103-101. <laughs> now, this was Embiid's third 50-point game of the season. He's the first center with at least three 50-point games in a season since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that was in 1971-72 when he had five of those games. So, Janae Gumake, what did you see from Joel Embiid? Let me tell you this, Kendrick Perkins. It is so rare <laughs> that teams in the NBA run isolation plays for centers, but Joel Embiid is not your average center. Last night, Embiid averaged a ridiculous 1.95 points per direct ISO, the highest efficiency in a game by a player who had at least 20 ISOs since tracking began, what, 10 seasons ago? 
for perspective, out of nearly 200 games, he scored the most in isolation. So roll me my tape producer, Jaron, baby. Let me show you what it looked like. He loves to do his damage at the free throw line. And watch this, quick move. He doesn't settle, he sees the double team. He doesn't settle for the mid-range, gets the easiest shot, the counter move to the layup. That's the money shot, that's where he wants to go. And speaking of which, we talked about it. When you post up here and doubles, it's very difficult to come from the high position. Everyone's keyed in on you. All right, we gotta protect this paint. But watch, that nice little rocker move, explosion with the first step, 15 points per game he gives you in the paint. But this is my favorite part. I told you the most lethal play in basketball is the James Harden, Joel Embiid pick and roll or pick and pop. No player has assisted more to their teammate than James Harden this season to Joel Embiid. He doesn't settle for the three. He gets to the midi, and by the way, by the numbers, nine for 12 on jumpers from that position. Here's another crazy stat though from Joel Embiid's game last night. He became the first player in the shot clock era which goes back to 54-55 to score half of his team's points while shooting 80% from the field. That sounds like an MVP if I'm talking about it. I mean, he certainly was in the conversation, and you know what? His head coach agreed. Take a listen to Doc Rivers after last night's game. The MVP race is over. I, I, I'm really, like tonight, we, had, we couldn't make shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased. But the MVP race is over. Doc and the teammates were kind of pretty much saying the MVP race is over. It should be yours. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they're probably right, but we got bigger goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joel Embiid, he may have just clinched the MVP award last night, at least according to Caesar Sportsbook. He's now the overwhelming favorite to win it all at minus 750, and then you see Nikola Jokic and Giannis. They're both tied for second. So his teammates, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, they're all doing the Vince Carter. They're saying it's over on this one. But you guys have heard what Doc has to say. Do you think, Ramona, it's over? I think that was the game everybody was looking for from Joel Embiid to give them a reason to vote for him. I think people are looking for reasons to vote for Embiid this mm. year in the sense that Jokic has two MVPs, Giannis has two MVPs. After the other, the other game the other night, I thought Giannis really played his way back into that first place conversation, not just in the top three. But when you go out and get 52 points, and they needed all 52 of those points. This is the second time this year he scored more than half of his team's points. His team scored 103, he had 52 of them. Which is insane. Insane. And and they all the last time they played Boston, when they did have Jalen Brown, when they did have their the, more of their players, came down to a buzzer beater. And so this is going to probably be your second round matchup. And I think Joel, in this game, gave you that game. If you're a voter that's on the fence, you're mm -hmm. looking for reasons to vote for him, gave you that 52-point that, that game that you can feel good about. Perk looks like he's percolating on something. No, I, I'm not. Let me say this, okay? You know, about three weeks ago, I caused a whole lot of confusion. Do that we're not about to dive into <laughs> that. But I always wanted to know what was the criteria and what we was voting for yep. for us meeting the MVPs. And I said three weeks ago, it's going to come down to Tatum and B, Giannis and Jokic for me. And whichever team finished, which, whichever guy team has the best record, that's who I'm voting for mm. because they always like two games apart. Fair. And so Giannis is going to finish with the best record. Now, on the other hand, would I like Embiid to win the MVP? Does he deserve it? Yes. And guess what? If he do win the MVP, although he's not getting big perk vote, I will be at his at his uh his ceremony or whatever the case may be, sitting front row listening to his MVP speech. But can I also talk about this for one minute? 
Can we talk about the relationship Embiid and Doc Rivers have? It's almost like the perfect marriage. When I look at uh, Sinead, when you just went up there with your cheat sheet and you did it so well. Thank you. He's catching all the ice. He's catching the ball at the right spots, yep. right? We talk about the elbow and at the nail and things to that nature. For so long, it was like, oh, put Embiid on the post, which is the easiest spot to get double. So when you're at that, that middle point in those elbows and he have time to operate, all of a sudden he's able to be the best version of himself. So, you know, although I got Giannis, I, I mean, you know, I'm rooting for Embiid. Okay, but look at this. I mean, this is where he operated. It's wild. 20 of 25, 50 two points and like you said like he did not settle he didn't just like fall in love with their doubling me it's harder to get to the paint he's like I'm gonna find my way through you have to go through it to get to it what Joel Embiid has gone through is two seasons in a row in which he's been second in MVP yep. I think this was the exclamation point to say do not vote me second vote me first and I think the most important thing to really when you compare all these things best player best team best record they're all in the same similar category right like I believe the Bucks are 57 and 22 um, you know the the Sixers are what, 52 and 27, and so are the Nuggets. Yeah. They're all in the same vicinity. Then we start thinking about who had sensational seasons. Giannis, I think, is averaging his career high, too, mm -hmm. which is really falling under the radar. But we're seeing a center that is leading the NBA in scoring 33.3 yeah. points in a row. per game. Yeah. Second year in a row. Like, to me, to see someone go over three, these three-year span, right. improve in playing more games and also deliver, to me, that's a type of history right. that is maybe not in the same class as Jokic because when we talk about breaking down the game, the free throw line is where both of them have done their damage. Joel Embiid has done it with his scoring. Um, Nikola Jokic has done it with his facility. He gets the assist from the high post. I don't like to differentiate the two. I like that Joel Embiid has sort of said, this is my time, this is my award. Right, and this year when we're seeing scoring at an all-time high across the board, there are two guys who have had three 50-point, 10-rebound games. Jokic, or excuse me, Giannis and Joel Embiid. Yeah. And that's why the voters have an incredibly difficult decision. And I appreciate you saying that, Perk, because I feel like whoever whoever does get voted for MVP yeah. this year, like, you got to just there's be no like... Yeah, there's, no, there's, there's no wrong vote. There's no wrong vote. It is historically hard to be the MVP this year, I feel like. Coming up here, though, on NBA Today, LeBron James, did you see what he did last night? Oh, he no, what did he do? willed the Lakers to victory. He had his teammates doing a little bit of... Ah, but I couldn't even he, hear anything with that kid. in the background. That's a, a kid. kid. All right. Well, oh, this is Donovan Mitchell. I see what you did there, Sam. <laughs> he did something that has only been done by four other players in the last 30 seasons. So find out what elite company he joined. And then, I mean, the upper room, this is it right here. A picture is worth a thousand words. This one is John put his Robbie. name on the door. Don't go anywhere. I know. We need Kendrick Perkins' thoughts on this coming up. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. So after missing three games with a calf injury, Nikola Jokic, he struggled in his return to the floor last night. The Nuggets, they fell to the Houston Rockets. And Jokic, he had more turnovers than made field goals. And it was his worst plus minus of the season. It was a minus 21. So a huge upset here. And head coach Michael Malone, he did not mince words after the game. Take a listen. Soft. Soft. They, uh, they dominated us. Kicked their ass in the glass. That's all we talked about all day. That's all we talked about before the game. You know, um, we had a chance to uh, to clinch number one tonight. And we talked about it this morning, you know, the opportunity at hand. We definitely did not take that opportunity seriously because the way we played tonight was uh, it's unacceptable playing like that this late in the year. If that's how we're going to play, we'll be out in the first round. Easy. All right. So since it was your Rockets, Cheney. They got the win. I'm going to start with you here. It's not the first time that we've heard Michael Malone have some spicy words for his team. No. What was your reaction? No, but it is the first time we heard those great words referred to the Houston Rockets. So I have to acknowledge that first and foremost. (laughs) Great win. By the way, I believe this was their last home game of the season. So you sort of get that abnormal, extra human effort. But yeah, this says a lot about the Nuggets to me because if they're trying to make history, right, they're trying to win a championship, they're trying to solidify Jokic as MVP and get to the Western Conference Finals where we expected them being the most consistent team in the West, you can't play inconsistent this down the stretch. You can't come out Mm -hmm. and beat a Golden State Warriors team without Jokic and then come against the Rockets and then lose. And it was really the fourth quarter because there are some games where you feel like, all right, I said it before, sometimes you're the dog and sometimes you're the hydrant. Maybe like we're not up for this game, but the reality is when it comes to the fourth quarter, that's when playoff basketball is being yeah, played. Right. I think they only made one field goal in the first five minutes. The Rockets went on a 16 and four tear in that fourth quarter. You can't have that right. type of effort in the fourth quarter in a game that you want to win or at least have pride mm-hmm. in, especially with the playoffs right around the corner. I don't. Anyone can win and, and lose on any given night, right? One night, one game does not no. make or break anything. But when it's Nikola Jokic coming back yeah. after having missing three games, when you only have so much time to sort of get the tone right right before the playoff start that's the only thing in the back of my mind when teams are already looking for weaknesses of the Denver Nuggets that makes me go okay is there anything we need to pay I have been a believer in the Nuggets the whole time in the sense that they have such depth this year I don't think they get enough credit for the amount of depth that they've added to that roster but They've been on cruise control for a while. They've been in that one seed for so long. Jokic looked like he was coming back off an injury. The, the, the problem for the Nuggets is they have one of the toughest roads through that Western Conference playoffs that yeah. you can imagine. In the first round, they're probably going to get the Warriors or the Lakers as an eight mm-hmm. seed. Then they're going to get the four seed or the, the winner of the 4-5 game if they're able to get out of the first round. Right. And that might be Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. 
Yeah. So what do you get for the one seed? Wow, it's <laughs> a tough, tough path that they have, Perk. So they do, and it's no on and off switch. Like, they can't be in cruise control. And I understand they're the number one seed, but when you think about it, they haven't accomplished a damn thing in the postseason. So you don't have an on and off switch because you don't know how to get it done. So that only goes to teams like Golden State, who has been to the promised land and actually completed the mission. Mm -hmm. So when I see Coach Mike Malone, Michael Malone up there, he's basically saying, like, hey, man, we got to get it together. Because, again, if you're a contender and you're a team that's trying to make noise and, and, and go to the next level, you want to be playing your best basketball right now. Right. Despite if Jokic is in the lineup or not, you still want to see consistent yeah. play from the others. You want to see consistent play from Jamal Murray because he's going to have to be huge this postseason, especially if they want to go deep when they look when you look at the duos that are in the Western Conference. Yeah. Katie and Book, uh, Paul George if he comes back in Kawhi, Clay and Steph. Like, you have so many guys, you're going to need those guys to be consistent playing at an extremely high level. And they should have their own version of a big three. Michael Porter yeah. Jr., Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic, if they can kind of all get going at the same mm -hmm. time. That said, though, even though they lost, their magic number to clinch, it's still just, just one game. That means they just need to win one of their final three games or the Memphis Grizzlies, they have to drop a game to have home court throughout the Western Conference playoffs, and we know that that's a big deal. I love it's the time of year that we are talking about magic numbers because that means the postseason is just around the corner. Oof. But speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, did you guys see the photograph that Joe Murphy took of John Morant last night? Joe Murphy also took that amazing photo of Russell Westbrook. He oh, has been incredible to in Joe his Murphy. Murph. Murph dog. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Murph dog. Let's go to the game last night. John Morant and the Grizzlies hosting the Blazers. John Morant, here it is. <laughs> to me, it's something when he comes off of that right wing and goes downhill, it's like he just explodes. Yeah, those it's, are all those tire jumps he did growing up. It's the split of the pick and roll, though, right? Yeah. And two steps and jumping off of two. But what? I mean, Drew Eubanks and Shaden Sharp over both of them. Shaden's going to be fine. He's been in the upper room multiple times. Yeah, but this dunk yeah. is definitely, this should just get honorary upper room, no questions asked. Yes, he could win every week. This is jaw dunking on Jakob Pertl, which we've seen before. It's this right wing, I'm telling y'all. Oh, I'm sorry, Jalen. Well, <laughs> well, all the coaches are wrong for having their bigs in the drop coverage for knowing that he's going to do this to him. Like, if I'm a player, I'm pissed off at my coach. Got to be in the drop cut. <laughs> it's the same side. To give some same context situation. to how many times he's able to do it's this. It's not basketball. It's and art. How many We're players. Third. It's but art. I got to tell you, it's, it's, it can be replicated. I, I, I think it really can. Oh. Uh, what is, that, is that this? You? Yeah, I ended Perk this morning. Oh. We oh. played a little pickup before the show. Perk. <laughs> what is it? Did Perk get off the ground? I can I see the heels. I don't think Shadow's off the ground. My Shadow put on 20 pounds. <laughs> shadow does add. Uh, it's Groundhog's Day all over again. Perk, th thank you for letting me warm up. Good warm up a right little there. bit this morning. Good sport. Yo. Let's keep it pushing. We have a lot to get to. I struck lightning this morning. The Warriors struck lightning in a bottle in the fourth uh. quarter of last night's Thriller in the Bay. So we're going to take a look at the path for the Warriors. They only have two games remaining. So where will they fall when it's all said and done? And let's Stick in Northern California. Does anyone say NorCal that's actually from here? I don't really think so. No, Kings, not really. They've officially clinched the division for the first time in 20 years.
years old. But how much noise can they make in the playoffs? So we're going to discuss that. Plus, it all goes down tonight. I cannot wait. The Lakers, the Clippers, 10 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Is this the biggest game, Janae, in their storied L.A. rivalry? I don't know about that. It is. It is. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I wouldn't be shocked if the Los Angeles Clippers ended up in the NBA Finals. The spin, the score, and one for the king. We just want to put ourselves in position to be able to compete for a championship. You hear the crowd, they screaming my name. I got the stadium going insane. Done with the talking, it ain't no discussion. You started, I finished for me in the game. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by American Express. We got a big one. I'm sold. We got a huge one. <laughs> we really got a perk-sized game tonight at Crypto.com Arena. The battle for huge. Los Angeles and the Lakers. They're coming in hot. Coming in. Uh, the Clippers are 3-3 three and three since Paul George's injury versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. But the Lakers' fourth quarter, it, their fourth straight win, it came on this LeBron James game winner. It was less than 30 seconds remaining in Salt Lake City in overtime. The Lakers have won seven of their last eight. And with the win, they have secured at least a spot in the play-in tournament. So here's what all of this means for LeBron James. It was his 40th career go-ahead field goal in the last 30 seconds of overtime. That's regular season and playoffs combined. He tied Kobe Bryant for the most by any player over the last 25 seasons. And his teammates, they showed him some love in the locker room post game. If you can make shots offensively, you got to be able to get stops down the stretch, you know, especially when you're uh, playing against teams that's been scoring. So uh, we had to get stops, and we did that. I love the queen of PR, Tanisha, yeah. in the background just going like, but what's the difference? Goat noise and a sheep noise. How would you differentiate? Bah. Don't, don't bah. even worry My country about it. Being from the country, I mean, yeah, that's not even what we're here for. We're here to talk about that goat, LeBron James. And this is the camaraderie that you want in the locker room. When you listen to that, like, yep. that's the vibe, mm-hmm. togetherness. Like, you have young guys on their team that are happy to be there and be part of playing with greatness and one of the all-time greats, the greatest. Make the sound, Perk. I don't want I, Make the sound, I, I, Perk. I, I, that's too soft for me. I'm more of a... Uh. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever noise goes with it, the Lakers won all four games away from Los Angeles. They were clicking on both sides of the ball here. They put up over 128 points per game while shooting 52% from the field. They also outscored opponents by, get this, 12 and a half points. So Anthony Davis called this 
their get right trip. They needed to do well on this trip, and they absolutely did. So for more on our nightcap, we're joined by senior NBA insider Ramona Shelburne, our senior or senior insider, whoa, our senior writer Ramona Shelburne, the people who have all the information on this one. So coming into this game, Woj, I, I think that the question is, who are we going to see for the Los Angeles Lakers coming in on the second night of a back-to-back here? Well, I think start with D'Angelo Russell. I think it's expected that he will play tonight. He sat last night in Utah. You know, you can blame Will Hardy and the Jazz for dragging the Lakers into overtime last night, you know, and really putting, I think, some extra stress with minutes on their bodies. But this is a crucial game mm-hmm. for the Lakers, for yeah. the Clippers tonight. Uh, you know, essentially sixth place in the West and staying out of the play-in is on the line. I think LeBron, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they're going to do everything they can to play tonight. I think LeBron, it's more of a feel, how he feels this morning, get, getting up the play. Uh, but Anthony Davis played 42 minutes last night. The most he's played since he's come back from that injury. That's more of a conversation with the team medical people. He's not played any back-to-backs yet uh, since he's come back from the injury. Uh, but certainly the desire to play is there. This is an important game. And it's a decision, I think the Lakers, especially with Anthony Davis, it's a decision that the Lakers and Davis, they'll make together today. Well, when you're talking, talking about two teams that sit at the sixth seed, sit at the seventh seed, and they could flip-flop based on these next couple of games, this one is incredibly important. But a subplot to all of this is Russell Westbrook Ooh. is going to be playing in a Clippers uniform against his former team, the Los Angeles Lakers. What are you expecting from him tonight, Ramona? Well, you, they're going to let Russ be Russ. For better or for worse, right? Sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes he uses that emotion, and he's the Westbrook that won an MVP. And sometimes that emotion makes him go a little too far. And you saw that at the end of games where other teams would bait him into driving into the lane, into shooting more often, into turnovers at the end of the game, playing hero ball. The Lakers know all too well what can happen when Russ gets a little too emotional. And so the, the task for Westbrook in this game and Ty Lue and all his Clipper teammates is to keep him playing the way he has. He had a couple of good games recently, especially since Paul George has been down. Yeah, the, the game against Memphis the other night, yep. 32 points, uh, probably his best game as a Clipper. I think Russell Westbrook has fit in really well with this Clipper team. He has done what they've asked him to do, style of play. And I think certainly tonight, listen, he came to a team that, that has championship aspirations. Yep. If they can still get Paul George back in the postseason, they wanted Russell Westbrook to fit into that. He's done that. And for this team, I think to, again, to stay out of the play and uh, to be able to put themselves in position in the postseason, you know, this is the night, this is really one of the nights they brought Westbrook to the Clippers uh, to be on the floor for it. Well, these teams have never played in the playoffs. And I, I was here you know, about 10, 15 years ago when we almost had a hallway series. We were yeah. all getting our stories ready. And then the Lakers blew that series against Phoenix. Yep. Remember that? The Clippers ended up losing to Phoenix in the next round. We've never seen a playoff game between these two teams. I think this is as close as we've seen ever. Can you imagine? Between the Lakers and the Clippers. And a coach in Ty Lue who is yet to lose against the Lakers as Clippers coach. Ten in a row. Ten in a row. That is the backdrop to all this. Please do not go too far. We need to get a little bit more into this game because these two mentioned it. Ten in a row. That's how many games the Clippers have won against the Lakers in this little crosstown rivalry. But the question is, is this the biggest game that we have seen between these two? Before we answer that, we need to do a little special top-of-the-top Lakers-Clippers edition. Just so all the history is honored. Before we make this proclamation. Let's get it started. And you know we had to start 
That was Greg Fonseca that raised the roof. That was our producer. <laughs> All right, well, we know that Shaquille O'Neal was raising the roof here. 61 and 23 against the Clippers uh, in this one. How much? What do you have? 61 and 23. The most like, dominant player to ever play the game of basketball. And then you have, I mean, when Kobe being Bryant off to, it's, it's so good. And then we have some top dunks here. Uh, oh, yes, I remember this. I remember this. Oh, bam. Blake Griffith. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Don't respect the Hall of Famer like that. Yeah, but Hall of Famers get put on other posters, too. Oh, yep. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, I just remember at this point in time, whenever the Clippers would come up to face the Warriors in Oracle Arena, it was like our worst nightmare because something like that would happen yep. every single time when I was watching those games. And then... Oh, yes. A little top, top Kobe action. Let me With get the left. that. Let me get that. With the left. How many all defensive teams? Kobe. A lot of them. We can ask ah. That's our. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, just icon. Oh. Yeah, Kobe needed his own category. And I mean, all. He, really, I was really, going to say, this is a really, right like, here. Like when watching Kobe, you just got to just sit back and just be quiet. A hundred percent. Well, and then. We're in church. Jamal Crawford. Oh, JC. Oh, oh yeah. the handles. Mm. He can still walk into the league today and get a bucket. Mm. Nick Van Exel. Love ah. that one. That was elite. And then, okay. Was oh, that Mark Jackson? Oh, yes. Bam. <laughs> I remember that. Was that a wiggle? Yeah. What? It was a wiggle. What is that, a wiggle? Sometimes you gotta do a little wiggle. And then we have some top game winners for you as well. Oh, yep. Right. Yep, with the hook. Gotta get the sky hook. This was Magic Johnson's first game as a as a Laker. I remember. I remember. You were... Ooh. I remember because I watched the fictional series. Yeah. It reminded me. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, it's showtime. He wasn't born. So, with all of that as a backdrop, Chanae, you were on the fence. Is tonight the biggest game between these two ever? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to do my history for a second. It all goes down at 10 o'clock Eastern right here on ESPN. The biggest ever clash between these two. And our crew gets it started with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. Coming up right here, though, on NBA Today, Donovan Mitchell, he joins some pretty elite company. He dropped his fourth straight 40-point game. <coughs> we break it down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Say that a little louder, Kirk. Best shooting guard in the league. Thank you, sir. <coughs> oh, wow. They could use a minute. Yeah, exactly. Donovan Mitchell continued his torrid scoring stretch last night, lighting up the magic. 43 points in Cleveland's 117-113 win. And Mitchell now has scored 169 points in his last four games, the most over a four-game span in Cavaliers history. Yes, I just said that. Yes, even more than LeBron James did. Just incredible stuff from Donovan Mitchell. So that was his fourth straight 40-point game. He became just the fifth player in the last 30 years to score at least 40 in four straight games. The other players, James Harden. He joined him. He had five straight when he was with the Rockets between Christmas Day 2018 and January 3rd, 2019. You can see him there. He came second in MVP voting that year behind Giannis Attentacompo. You know who else did it? Russell Westbrook. He did it. Four straight between February and March of 2017. That was the first season Russ averaged a triple-double, one MVP. Ooh, Russell Westbrook throwing it down there. And then we go back 
April. It was 1997, AI. He had 40 or more in five straight games during his rookie season. He won Rookie of the Year. Impressive performances from him. And then, of course, we have Kobe Bean Bryant. And he did it on six different occasions. He's the only player in the last 30 seasons to have multiple streaks of at least four straight 40-point games. So that's how difficult it is for Donovan Mitchell to have done this. But all of that amounts to this. The Cavaliers. It's like we wrote the script. The first-round matchup is set. The Cavs, they are going to be facing the team that wanted to land Donovan Mitchell, the New York Knicks, in the 4-5 matchup here. Woj, how is this reverberating around the league? Well, you know, you think about the Knicks and Cavs, Donovan Mitchell. You go back to September when they were competing in trade talks with the Jazz to acquire Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks, you know, backed out of talks, weren't willing to meet uh, the Jazz's price. They were pretty close on a Sunday into a Monday. They signed uh, R.J. Barrett to his extension, thinking they might have some time to go back to yep. Cleveland or to go back to Utah mm-hmm. and Cleveland swooped in they got the deal done and this is uh, I think a team in New York that at the time was not sure are we going to get our, a chance at another star player with all the picks we have with some of the young players what the Knicks have done this season is increase the value of some of those young assets they still have all those picks and they're just a couple games behind the Cavs in the standings, you know, they've maximized this group that they have. Jalen Brunson uh, has been as impactful as any player in the league who arrived via trade or free agency uh, over the summer. And now I think this is a New York team that is going to be in a real position to compete with Cleveland in this mm-hmm. series, especially if they can get Julius Randle back at some point in these playoffs. Well, look, I talked to J.B. Bickerstaff about Donovan Mitchell and how – big of an impact he's had on the team. Like, Donovan Mitchell, he feels like the vet on this team. Like He has, he has playoff experience, and yeah. this team is so young around him. And J.B. said you know, he's got that belief that we belong, mm-hmm. and that has spread throughout the entire team. And, and you have a young team like this. Last year, remember, they were right there, and they kind of fell off late with some injuries and went in, in, and into the play-in tournament. And this year, you have Donovan Mitchell who believes this. He believes they can win this series and do some damage in the playoffs. That, that sets the table for everybody else. Yeah, what I love about this matchup is that it's strength on strength. The Cavs have the number one defense in the NBA. And the Knicks, they have a much improved offense. People don't talk about that. Fifth best in the NBA. And you look at their stars, the Knicks, Brunson, he's a candidate for most improved, going from 16 points to 24 points and being probably one of the most valuable but doesn't get a trophy players on any team There's so far this now. season. I know, like, we give out all these trophies. Right. And then Julius Randle having a career high year. I love this matchup because both teams play defense, both have improved offense, and I just hope Stephen A is going to, like, be in a good place when this happens. Okay, he's going to need to take a couple of deep, deep <laughs> yeah. breaths on this one, Perk. You know what? I'm looking forward to this matchup, and I actually got the Knicks in six, and here's why. <laughs> I know you got Donovan Mitchell, and I We're think there. he's the, the best shooting guard in the game right now, but I haven't seen Garland or Evan Mobley when, com- when it comes down to postseason. I've seen Jalen Bronson. I've witnessed Julius, Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett has been there as well. But when I look at the others, like Emmanuel Quickly, and I look at Harden, what he does for that team coming in off the bench, and also a guy, my Texas boy, Quinn Grimes, who is balling, who is a sniper. They have the pieces. They have the centers. They have the identity. And we know that Tom Thibodeau is going to be prepared. That's another thing that we have to watch in this uh, matchup. And there's no knock on J.B. I love him, but... Tibbs didn't won it before. Tibbs didn't went to conference finals. So that preparation and having that, those guys ready, I got the Knicks winning that series in six, to be honest with you. 
two things. This is going to be a coming out for Evan Mobley in this mm -hmm. postseason. You're right. Yeah. He's not been in this position. He's had a tremendous year, better as it's gone along. But Julius Randle, yeah. what is his status coming into this series? Uh, this is a guy who loves to play, incredibly yeah. durable, uh, likes to play a lot of minutes, does not take nights off. He's going to want to try to find a way to play in this series against the Cavaliers. But how healthy will he be? Um, what percentage, if he plays, if he's ready? They're going to reevaluate right before the postseason. But I think that's the biggest question in this series. Is Julius Randle back? And if he is, uh, how healthy is he? Right, because he has been the Iron Man of this league. But every game before long. he got hurt. Every, every the game before he got hurt and the All-Star game, he wants to show up for his team. He mm -hmm. knows how important this is to New York that they are in these playoffs and to Stephen A. They are in these <laughs> playoffs. But like you said, experience oftentimes at the end of the day, it wins out and we will see if it does in this case. Speaking of experience, let's talk about the Warriors still to come on our show because Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, they stole the show last night at Chase Anderson. So we're going to dive into the postseason scenarios for the reigning champions right after this. Don't that go anywhere. Must win. Must That's win. Must, must win. Welcome back to NBA Today. This was an interesting moment between the Warriors and the Thunder yesterday. So the ball out of bounds here, dead ball, which is usually when players want to check in. But this is a three-point game at this point. The Warriors, they inbound quickly. But look at Jalen Williams on the sideline saying, hey, I wanted to check in. I was supposed to check in. I was supposed to be in for this defensive possession. Gary Payton hands it off to Dante DiVincenzo. Back to Gary Payton, to Draymond Green. And they score. Mark Dagonalt is livid, furious, screaming. He would be teed up here. Take a listen to what he had to say about this play after the game. When there's a dead ball like that, the official kind of has discretion on how quickly to inbound the ball. Players in the league, Green was the inbounder there, have figured that out and they go over there and they compel the official basically like, give me the ball, give me the ball. Um, and with some players in the NBA, clearly Green being one of them, they just throw the ball in. And there's three officials on the court. Jalen is at the scorer's table. I checked him in possessions before to get him in for a defensive possession. And they inbound the ball so fast that none of them even recognize that there's a sub, which is the equivalent of an umpire walking a guy on three pitches. And now I have to call a timeout to get the sub in. They scored on the ensuing possession. I was getting one of our better defenders in the game, and I get a technical. So that oversight by them cost us three points and a timeout. Burn a defensive possession, a timeout, and you also get a technical. That's a tough out for, I, I'm, I, I completely agree with him being mad. Well, especially the Warriors, they kind of rolled after that. That was the start of them polishing off this game, getting an pivotal, important win. Huge. They get the win, 136-125. The Warriors have their last two games of the season on the road. That's why that game was so important. They are 9-30, and 30, but ESPN Analytics gives them a 95% chance to make the playoffs and a 36% chance to be in the wow. tournament. Yeah. So let's do a little coast-to-coast -coast of this Western Conference because things are so wild here. The Suns, they beat the Spurs, clinched the number four seed and home court advantage in the first round. They are now 7-0 with KD. So, Chanae, how intimidated should the rest of the West be seeing this version of the Suns? Very intimidated because I know it's against the Spurs, 
Four out of their five starters in double figures. Chris Paul having a quiet 22-point night. They just are quietly doing what they do best. When you get those types of talents that just show up and hoop, these are the results you get. So I think they're doing everything right down the stretch. They certainly are, and this is why, even though we haven't seen a large sample size, folks say, well, the Suns really could be the team that comes out of the West. We also have the Timberwolves. They beat the Nets behind Carl Anthony Towns' first 20-10 and 10 games since November when he went out. They are ninth in the West, but Perk, can Minnesota make some noise if they're in the play-in? You know what? They can. I mean, when you look at their perimeter def defenders and Anthony Edwards and uh, McDaniels, I think they're two of the elite defenders in the league. But call Anthony Towns. Jay Rose talked about him the other day. He has to impose his will in the paint. Like, he has to start doing what AD started doing when LeBron James go went out. If he's call Anthony Towns in the paint, not shooting threes, then yes, they can. Then we also have the Kings. They clinched the Pacific Division title and a top three seed in the West. This is Sacramento's first division title since 2002-2003. Ramona, are you surprised by what we're seeing from the Kings night in and night out? Not anymore. Right? Not anymore. And I remember point. talking to Mike Brown a little, little while ago when he came through L.A. and he said, you know, are, are you guys surprised you're here? <laughs> Has it hit you guys that you're that you're in the top two or three in the Western Conference? You're going to be locked into this third seed. And he goes, no. From the very beginning, this team has had this belief, and he references old college coach Randy Bennett saying, you have to believe that you are, mm. that you belong, that you are going to be in this position. It's so, like Ted Lasso. That's what I'm going to say. Believe. Believe. Tap the, tap so you the, can the yellow sign. The, the odds here to win the division in preseason. This is according to Caesar Sportsbook. Who, who put that money down? Come it on. makes them the biggest preseason Family long shot friends. to win any division yeah. in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB since at least 2010. This is a talented team. Yeah. This yeah. isn't this isn't some mid-major Cinderella in the NCAA tournament. It's not that's not who they are. They've done it over yeah. 82 games. The Sabonis Halliburton trade right. rare in the NBA. It was a great trade for both teams. De'Aaron Fox has come in this year uh, in tremendous condition. Mm -hmm. The Kevin Herter trade, yep. I think both Monty McNair, executive of the year, Mike Brown, coach of the year. It's rare that uh, you'll see an executive and a coach yep. in the same season. Mm -hmm. Maybe win those two awards for a team that hasn't been in the postseason in 16 years. This might be a year where it's, I think, uh, uh, worthy of both guys being uh, those those kind of award winners. Absolutely. When you put the deals together that they have coached the way that they have, the longest playout yeah. draft in professional sports history has ended. And who would have thought at this time in the year I'm saying, okay, there's a really important game going on tonight. It's between the Kings and the Mavs. And by the way, this is do or die for the Mavs. I'm not talking about the Kings. I'm talking about the Mavs. I'm not sure many folks would have taken wow. that. Ramona, how important is this game tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. I was just talking to someone on their staff and they said, you know, we can only focus on this game, but every time we have those two guys on the floor, I, I like our chances. I like our, and Luka Doncic is going to play. Right. I mean, Luka said, I'm playing until we, we're eliminated, right? So this is, there's, you know, there are huge draft ramifications to them getting that 11 pick, right? If they get the 11 pick, they have to, they have to give that to the Knicks. If they don't make the play in and they keep their pick, it's top 10 protected, that's huge for them. But, this, they're going to keep playing it out because I think that's basketball karma, right? That's you play it out until you have a chance, until you don't have a chance. I want to see who the Kings go play. Like, what players are available? Are you going to be petty and knock so, and have an opportunity to put someone to sleep, or mm -hmm. what you going to do? You going to help them out and rest guys because they're coming off a of back to back. So if the Kings come out and they got everyone playing. I, I, I like that. Like, I like that type of energy. But yeah. I do think for the for the Mavs, we have to take the long view of all of this. We do, which it seems like the long view is the short view in this instance because Kyrie can walk 
And that's a really difficult position to be in if like things yeah. go this bad. And then Kyrie has options. Um, but I do think on the side of the Kings, I mean, you waited for so long. You've been in the playoff drought. You're going to play teams and you're going to play to win. You want to be able to give yourself rhythm going into these games. The same reason why Joel Embiid said I'm going so hard to win this MVP award. The Kings have to play hard because they want to prove something in these playoffs. They played this whole season with a chip on their shoulder. I'm worried about Dallas, but I and it's weird because it like at the start of the season you would have thought reverse. Yeah. I, I don't know if Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's future in Dallas hinges on whether they're the 10th no. seed and losing a play-in or they keep a pick and are in the lottery and have another asset yeah. to go forward. Kyrie Irving's leverage is staying in Dallas and getting paid by the Mavericks. Look around the league and say, where are the teams with cap space mm. that it makes sense to sign Kyrie Irving, and they're going to invest more than Dallas has invested here. Uh, it's hard to look at the landscape and see anywhere but Dallas for him moving forward. Very interesting. Woj, thank you so much for spending Guys. time with us on NBA Today. We will see you on NBA Countdown. We still have a little bit more to go in our show, though, and we've talked about it, who we think the MVP for the regular season could be. But it's that time. We're talking about the finals MVP. Our way-too-early predictions coming up in 60 seconds. Yes. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Originally from Greece, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Nikola Jokic. From Cameroon, Joel Embiid. When you look at who's dominating the league, it's really all big men. Joel Embiid with a ferocious land. Whether it's Giannis. Giannis straight train to the rim. Jokic. Joker. Man, that's large. As long as the big man wins, we're going to be fine. Let's take a quick look back at what MVP favorites did last night. Joel Embiid, he hit 52-13-6 and six in a win against the Celtics. He's now the overwhelming betting favorite to win MVP at minus 750. The favorite to win the MVP for a large chunk of the season, Nikola Jokic, saw his odds drop to plus 450 after committing eight turnovers and making just seven shots. That was in a loss to the Rockets. And then there's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He has the same MVP odds as Jokic. He had 28, 11, and 10 in the Bucks' win over the Washington Wizards. But we're not talking about the regular season. There's lots of clinching scenarios in the East tonight. Atlanta can clinch a play-in game. Boston can clinch the number two seed. Miami can clinch their division. The Bucks can clinch the best record in the league and home court advantage throughout the playoffs. And then there's Philadelphia. They can secure the third seed. So there's a whole lot on the line tonight. But let's talk about the finals. MVP. We're going to do this as a family. Part. We are. We, we are. all have to agree on this. And oh, put our right. Well, let's get straight to it. We already Five to one. We know this. Okay. In order to pick a finals MVP, who we got going to the finals? Correct. In the championship. Five. We all agree the Bucks. So we going. Wait. Yeah, we're going with Giannis. Oh, we're going one five. first. Oh, well, we're going to switch it's it up. Okay. I always break the rule. That's fine. Okay. We're going Giannis at number one. Yeah, I feel All good right. about that. Next is Tatum. We got to agree on that. I agree with you on this. Yep. They're going to play in the East. Yep. That's number two. Because the two best teams in the NBA probably are the Bucks and the Celtics. Okay, can I say Kevin Durant? How do we feel about the Suns being represented around the three do, spots? Do your thing. What do, do you think? Thing? I would not be mad at KD taking the third, third spot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. kind of what I was thinking. Now, All right. Five. That's tough. I feel like Joel Embiid has to be here in well, 
So well, first of all, I, it's disrespectful not to have Anthony Davis up here, but the Kang himself, we going with LeBron James because what it's called percentage, uh, 100%, See? they're going to be in the finals. But final. now you're okay. making me choose, Perk, uh, I'm between like, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, and I feel like uh, this is just disrespect. No, I was going to uh, go. You're not going to go Steph? Your, your Bay Area? You're I not going to do that? I, Leave him alone. I would never do Who's this. Who's that number I love five? LeBron I'm not touching number five. five. I'll do it. I'll do of it. Of course he's I do it. I do it. You know what? We're sleeping on the team that's in the Western Conference. What? Okay. But, like, what about Jokic? He's the number one. Like, Steph. That that looks great. This we did not. This is a family feud. That looks beautiful. That looks beautiful. Will I be on your family feud team? Absolutely not. This guy? Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. All right. This is Perks. This is Perks list. This is not our collective list. That's going to do for us here on NBA Today. We will see you on NBA Countdown in a couple of hours. But for now, we're kicking it over to NBA.